Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio this morning. So the Chiefs right now are doing their mandatory minicamp. Then they'll all get to have one last final vacation, and then it is really back to work when they meet up in St. Joe at the end of July. When does training camp start, sir? Well, they report on July 27th. Of course, we have our little meeting with Mitch Holdis down Pep here rally, on July 22nd. I beg your pardon? Pep rally. That's what it is. It's an interview more than anything else, but be that as it may, it's a a little uh, get-together with Mitch, and we have that on the 22nd at the Rift. The team goes the 27th. Workouts begin on the 31st, and the public will be invited. You'll be able to go up there, Mike. Yep, I know, and it's a good thing, but you will not, do not expect to get any autographs or photos. Uh, From what I've read recently, they're going to keep a barrier of up to like 20 feet away from the players. Is that right? It's it's something like that, yeah, and probably just for this year. But uh, you can understand, hey, we're going to have a season, and it's a season in full with fans there, and that's really the big deal. That is the big deal, and a lot of people will be able to go back to training camp, which is a very cool thing. Now, early on in the camp, Kyle Long went down with an injury, but he's been seen at camp, so uh, they at first, I think Coach said that uh, he didn't believe it was a ligament or anything like that, so it's a it's an injury, but he should be back for training camp? No, probably not. Uh, if he does show up, it'll probably be in civilian clothes. He's not really close to working out yet. And you have to understand, Kyle is not a young kid. He's, you know, he's Howie Long's son. He's one of the several who have played pro football and has had a series of injuries. In fact, seven seasons with the Chicago Bears, he did not complete any of those seasons because of injuries. So this is probably going to be nagging and one in which is his play is going to be limited on the offensive lines. That's why the Chiefs have looked uh, hither and yon to get some bolstering of that offensive line. But uh, I would suspect that he won't start out in training camp, may finish it up, but we'll keep our fingers crossed with that. Um, I know that, in, at least in my opinion, I think he was brought in as a veteran, kind of a leadership role, even if it's just a locker room thing. As long as he's there, that's at least part of what he's expected to do. Hopefully he can get back to the field, though. We need him. Um, so a lot's been said about the uh, recent uh, rule for Major League Baseball, the sticky substances. Now, what goes into how how's how's an umpire going to be like okay wait a minute hold on i think i saw something on that ball how does how does this thing go down what what's a it's like if someone if a guy gets pulled over and a cop smells marijuana they're going to search the car how does that work in base probably not during the course of the action but as the pitcher leaves the mound the umpire will probably encounter him on the way to the dugout and look things over will he disrobe on the field no of course not but by the same token the umpire will have free access to perhaps the hat and maybe the belt and things like that where substances are hidden so it will not occur during the game there's probably going to be very little delay to the game but if a pitcher is caught doing something like that it's an automatic 10 game suspension (laughs) but here's what troubles me so what? It's 10 games with pay. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do you get fined? No, no fine, just lose 10 Well, games. I can't say there's no fine. No, that's that's not fair to say. But in terms of his still being paid while he's suspended, yes, they will be. And 10 games, how many starts is that? Well, at the very most, two for a starting pitcher, for a relief pitcher, who knows how many. But uh, it will be a 10-game suspension, but with pay. 
27 years ago, Ned Reynolds was sitting in a studio desk watching the game between the Knicks and the Rockets. It was probably, it was just a great game. He's going, oh man, this is crazy. Then all of a sudden, news broke in. He's like, what? What are you doing? But it was for a good reason. What was it? Do you remember? I 27 years ago, I would kid. have been 11. No, I was probably playing Nintendo. All right, here's the deal. We're, it's on NBC. The NBA playoffs are going on. Houston and the New York Knicks. Pretty good series. Has some really great team competition. Great players going on. This is the playoffs, of course. Bango! Here comes NBC with breaking news. <laughs> the chase of O.J. Simpson down the freeway in Los Angeles that continued on for about an hour and so forth. Yes, we have reports that O.J. is holding a gun to his head. God, that was 27 years ago. It doesn't seem possible, does it? No, it doesn't. That's the thing that's crazy. I mean, yeah, we know what happened, but that was 27 years ago. And then all of a sudden, you were like, what basketball game? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it it continued right on there through the trial. It was the story of of the year, certainly, and maybe of the two years. And then he gets acquitted, then is recharged with, I don't know what it was, some kind of legal ramifications involved, gets in jail because of that, and then the rest is history, and he's still with us. Yeah, still around, around, uh, and yeah, what a... What a crazy story. Who won that Knicks-Rockets game, by the way? It was won by the Rockets. It was? Man. 27 years ago, this guy can still remember who won the damn game. (laughs) So it was very important that the St. Louis Cardinals win every single game against the Marlins. It was close. (laughs) Very, very close, but they did it. Well, both of them were. Uh, The game the night before was also a walk-off game for the Cardinals. But that doesn't matter. They are W's. Yes, they had to sweep this series. They have to sweep every time they play the weaker teams because the Cardinals are not playing very well against the stronger teams. Uh, If they split with them, then they're in good shape. But you've got to beat the weak ones, and they did with the Marlins. The Marlins can't hit. They're just an awful hitting team. But they can pitch. And yesterday, their starting pitcher, and you knew this was going to be a low-scoring game, Sandy Alcantara, who's a former Springfield Cardinal, now with the Miami Marlins, he pitched a dandy. In fact, he pitched a shutout. Yeah, I know the Cardinals won it one to nothing, and Alcantara allowed the winning run to score in the last of the ninth inning on a walk-off to Yadier Molina, but it was an unearned run, so it's, that doesn't count as earned run average. It was a terrific game. one nothing. Cardinals win it, walk-off. Last night, Miami had their chances and could not capitalize at all. So the Cardinals sweep that series, win three, and play the Atlanta Braves tonight in Atlanta. Speaking of had their chances, the Kansas City Royals absolutely were in the same position. The Cardinals were playing a Detroit Tigers team that's not very good, but and they needed to take that series. And yesterday it was looking like they might win it, but then it just they couldn't take advantage and lost the game. Lost them all to the Tigers, and they lose yesterday six to five with three runs in the seventh inning for Detroit. Kansas City continues to make the comebacks. They're hitting well. They're just not pitching on a consistent basis. So as a result, the Royals are now seven games under five hundred, beginning to fall back now in the American League Central Division, which they led about a month and a half ago. But that's how quickly things can change in Major League Baseball. Royals still have a good team, but they aren't together yet. They're not emotionally mature enough yet to be able to challenge the team. They should be beating Detroit all the time, and they did not do so. So we'll chalk it up, see what happens. There is plenty more baseball still to go. Um, Absolutely. Now, uh, with exception of the uh, Phoenix-Denver series, 
Pretty much all the other series in the NBA playoffs have been close, and most of them have gotten to a 2-2 game tie. That all changed last night because you got to have a winner, and uh, there were some pretty crazy basketball games last night. And the pivotal winners were the Atlanta Hawks and the Los Angeles Clippers. Tuned in late to watch the uh, Hawks and the 76ers play, and Philadelphia had a 26-point lead in the second half and blew it. How the hell does that happen? I don't know. I do not know. They couldn't hit it bucket to save their backsides if you get my drift <laughs> and Atlanta hit everything Trey Young of Atlanta was on fire he's a kid from Oklahoma played here in a, as a high school player he lit him up and Atlanta comes from behind catches Philadelphia with one minute to go and beats them and now Atlanta has a three games to two lead going into what might be the finale on Friday night in Atlanta Los Angeles Clippers and the Utah Jazz that had been a home court series until last night. Salt Lake City, the Clippers, even with their star player Kawhi Leonard out and probably out for the rest of the year with a knee injury, win the game. 119 to 11 over the Jazz. The Clippers have a three games to two lead and they go back to Los Angeles on Friday night with a chance to get into the Western Finals against the Phoenix Suns. So this is a, a all developing into a rather interesting scenario that nobody expected. Like I said, the only one that was just a complete blowout was that Phoenix series. Outside of that, these have all been close. <laughs> and the Nets-Bucks one, that happens tonight. That's going to be a great game be as a well. Great game. Really great will. Game. Ned, you have a great day. Stay cool, and I'll see you tomorrow. Sorry.